turn in your Bibles to Matthew, Matthew, chapter 13. As I continue to preach in your hearing, when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was disrespected and dishonored by his own family members and friends, the people he grew up around. Part 8. The Just Jesus Evangelistic Campaign, day 2020 something now, uh, since January the 20th, 2017, day 2403, since January the 1st, 2016. And ladies and gentlemen, Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 58. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come, into his own country. He taught. He taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom? This wisdom. And these mighty works, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? <coughs> and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Jesus had brothers and sisters. Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to continue this series in a special way. Shall we pray first? Holy Father God, Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand. Holy Father God, I don't understand it all, but I thank you for it all. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Spirit's power uh, that you even uh, blessed me to have in the earlier service today. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Word and for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would have continued mercy and grace upon each and every one of us who name the name of Christ those who are saved in my family, in this audience, across this country and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Help us to be like you when you made that profound statement Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Lord, we pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit to be able to do that. And Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh. And the old man within us, and fill us tonight with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. Help, Lord, the people who are under the sound of my voice to pray for themselves. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would crucify our flesh. Help us to die to self afresh and anew and fill us with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, uh, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin, even tonight on a Sunday night. Uh, Lord, a night after this, this service, we will have a, or at least I will have, a magnificent afterglow. But even then, you have taught me, Lord, to be watchful and to be prayerful. So, Lord, help us to be prayerful and watchful, sober-minded and vigilant. Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. 
Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, tonight for those of us who are saved and sensitive to this passage of Holy Scripture, these two passages, of Holy Scripture help us to humble ourselves and help us to pray help us to seek your face help us to turn from our wicked ways and help us to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love and Holy Father God I pray Lord tonight I pray for the salvation of my wife Marika White who is obviously lost and on her way to a devil's hell. And I thank you for blessing me and leading me to pray for her uh, over the past 34 years after I found out that she was religious but lost. It's only her Jamaican pride and her uh, Pharaoh-style pride that's keeping her back from admitting that. And this is a hard point for many people. I was not as religious as she uh, has portrayed herself to be, but I was religious and lost in the sense that I was going to church all of my life. Dad a preacher, mom a preacher, but I was lost and on my way to hell and a devil. And uh, I thank you, Lord, when you showed me that from your holy scriptures, that somehow you gave me the humility to go ahead on and acknowledge that I am not a saved person. Uh, just uh, from my behavior and lack of fruit, anybody could tell that. And I see the same thing in my wife, Marika White. Oh, I know that there are some people in her family and otherwise who may feel sorry for her that this is out in the open. But I'd rather to do what you said in your word, open rebuke is better than secret love and it'd be better for her to get saved and to know and uh, for her to get saved uh, now instead of going to hell forever. And uh, her blood will not be on my hands because I am telling her, praying for her, and have lived that kind of life uh, in front of her uh, by your grace. And... Uh, uh, which she has said with her own mouth. I pray also for the salvation of her mother and her aunts and her siblings. I pray for the salvation of my religious mother and religious sisters who I believe are lost as well because they, uh, without any conviction, without any compunction, they sin against you on a daily basis in a gross way calling themselves apostles and bishops and pastors, self-proclaimed, and they're not, they are not that. And they have a man there, my brother-in-law, who uh, takes after my father more than I do, who could be the bishop of that church. And they rule over him just like they rule over my dad. And uh, I thank you tonight that I'm the only man in this world that my mother has not ruled over and uh, because you somehow for some reason taught me well 
not to allow that to happen. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. I feel sorry for men who are in that situation. And I pray that they would rise up and get out of it. And uh, because it's not worth being in that situation as a man uh, and as a child of, uh, of God who is a male. So, Holy Father God, I do pray, Lord, tonight that you would grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach what you want me to preach, to say what you want me to say, and to do what you want me to do. And Holy Father God, save that soul that is nearest hell, reclaim uh, and revive the backslidden. And Holy Father God, I do pray uh, for the salvation of the lost, not only in my family and in this audience, but around the world. And I pray, Lord, for the revival of the truly saved, the healing of those who are sick, who are your children, who are willing to confess their sins and repent. Comfort those who are grieving and who will, uh, by faith, receive your comfort and draw them to yourself by the power of your Holy Spirit to come to know your Savior. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray tonight, and I thank you for my thorn in the flesh, which I believe is my own wife, Marika White. And I thank you, Lord, for other minor thorns. I take pleasure in them. I take pleasure in my infirmities. I take pleasure in my tribulations and in my uh, troubles and trials and uh, negative things that I deal with. At the same time, Lord, I pray that if it be your will, uh, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. Whatever you can relieve me of, uh, if it is breaking me and keeping me humble, Lord, have it to stay in my life. However, if you can remove it, if you can deliver me from all distresses and afflictions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, and tests, uh, intentions, uh, Lord, uh, I would give you the great, uh, give you the thanksgiving and the praise for that. Uh, but at the same time, I will give you the thanksgiving and praise if they remain in my life. And Lord, I do pray that you will deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we are facing. Uh, some of it is trumped up. Some of it is uh, 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 what they call uh, frivolous. But Lord, uh, even those can add stress to our lives. And we pray that you would pave the way for us and remove them and open up doors for us that no man can shut. I do thank you, Holy Father God, for allowing things to be as well as they are. And I thank you for remembering mercy and remembering grace in the midst of chastisement uh, and rebuke and punishment. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would bless and protect my family and the families that are gathered around as well as all of the 
people who are saved in this country and around the globe. I do pray that you would protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you will place upon us the whole arm of God, surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And Lord, I pray that you'll demonstrate the power of your Holy Spirit, have all that we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor for the lifting up of Jesus Christ and uh, for the salvation of the lost and for the revival of the saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it was none other <coughs> Then Jesus Christ, who said very clearly that a prophet is not without honor, save uh, among his own kinfolk, family members, household, uh, and the people he grew up around. And he's the only one who's ever uh, said that. Everybody else has said it after him. It's original with him. And he would know. The Son of God, God in the flesh, was disrespected and dishonored by his own kinfolk, his own family members, his own household, and his own neighbors. And if he was disrespected and dishonored, those of us who preach the gospel and who preach God's word, uh, we will suffer the same thing and uh, maybe not as much as him, but uh, we will suffer the same thing. If you're doing what you ought to be doing for God, you're going to find uh, the devil turn your family members against you by any means that he can. I have told you, <clears throat> Uh, I have told you that my greatest enemies are my own family members, not people out in the world. My greatest Judas, thorn in the flesh, and enemy over the past 34 years is one who should have been my greatest help, for she is supposed to be a help me, and that is my wife to this very day uh, and uh, I thank God on the other hand for my children who have helped me faithfully in the ministry 
down through the years and uh, I'm able to be live and on demand tonight because of God using my children to help me and others to help me who have supported the ministry. Tonight I'm going to do a little bit, uh, do something a little bit differently to add on to this message dealing with the reality of it today of what Jesus talked about and I know that most evangelicals my sweet evangelicals they they would dare not talk about this and certainly not my sweet charismatic brethren <clears throat> because in their mentality everything in the Christian's life ought to be hunkadory, wonderful, fantastic, great, all of the time. And if it's not, either you got some sin in your life or you don't have faith in God. Which is the furthest thing from the Bible. So, uh, with the help of my wife, uh, I'm going to share with you a few things. This may lead us into part, not only 8 tonight, but 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I guess. Because it's a rather long thing, and we're not going to do it all in one night. And so I want to share with you the reality of what Jesus Christ said in this day and time. That most charismatic, prosperity gospel people and TBN and Daystar folk don't want to talk about unless they can make some money off of it. Because you, you do know in evangelicalism they do know how to bring up negative things for a profit. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a trick they use, you know. For example, they tell movie Christian movie stars or book authors the the way to get attention for your book and for your movie you need to go back because I know you had some troubles even though we don't like to talk about it and and pick out some kind of trouble some kind of failure on your part and you know one time they told one uh, he was coming out with an album and so they, they advised the the publishers advised him to say you know uh, you uh, uh, tell, go ahead and tell everybody you had a problem with pornography. See, oh, that's oh, that's going to bring in thousands of eyeballs and earballs and everything else. See, so they they know how to do it for advantage sake to make merchandise off of the people. Uh, they they they. You think it's oh, this is something real. This is a real news story, and it may be true, but it's supposed to draw you in to buy their book or to go to their movie or to buy their album. Uh, this is not manipulation here tonight when I'm getting ready to share with you. This is real talk and I don't wrestle with flesh and blood. God taught me that a long time ago. It's nothing personal so do not take it personally. 
This time I did not use any names, but next time I may. Next time I will if I have to uh, go to the inkwell again. And I share the, these things publicly with you because the devil is trying to do something publicly against me. And it just so happens I don't want to be a public person, but I am a public person by the calling that God has put on me. And, uh, and so, and God has given me a great run and a pretty trouble-free run. But I do want to tell people who are going into their 60s uh, and even 70s that... Uh, you need to be careful because I don't know if you've seen this pattern or not. We have seen many people go down real hard in their 60s and 70s over the years. I don't know if the devil pulls out all, all of the stops. In some cases it is an accumulation of sin and foolishness or whatever, but a combination of both. See, and so what I am doing and what I am going to share with you, with you tonight is number one, to try to save my uh, children that was born to me from my wife from being destroyed by this satanic onslaught that has hit all Bible-believing Christians called wokeism. This is a three-pronged monster. And uh, I'm also sharing this with you uh, because my children helped and do help in the ministry tremendously. And yes, I am under attack, but they need to understand because they have helped build a ministry that reaches around the world with the gospel and impacts uh, world events and so forth through the prophetic ministry and the evangelistic ministry that they are under attack too. Particularly now that they are adults. And the devil wants to destroy me, and the devil wants to destroy them too. And the devil wants to destroy you and your children. And many have already been destroyed through demonic wokeism. So allow me to share briefly tonight the beginning of this uh, message article uh, designed to break the back of the devil and his cohorts and the ones that he's using even in my family and even in churches including pastors gospel singers and not only one pastor's wife a woman who calls herself a mentor and another pastor's wife as well and others
It doesn't matter. Uh, the people you think would be close to you and supportive of you and help you. Because you have to understand now, you're looking at a man who has preached the gospel for right at seven years nearly every day and has preached the word of God. Why would my wife be so mad at me? Why would my mother be so mad at me? Why would her mother be so mad at me? Why would pastor's wives be mad at me? And trying to get their pastors mad at me. Their husbands. What's the problem? See, you always condemn black men from messing up and doing this and doing that. Here's a black man who's preaching the gospel for seven years every day and preaching the word of God, the whole counsel of God every day. And you're trying to tear him down. Trying to use his children against him that he spent 34 years raising by himself. Lovingly to this day. I'm the only parent these children have ever heard say I love you to them. And hug them. And you with your woke foolishness. You're trying to brainwash them. And I'm not only preaching this for the good of my children and to get the devil off of my back. I'm preaching this for the thousands of families who have already lost their children's hearts, minds, and bodies. Because the woke devil is seeking to rape their minds, rape their spirits rape their souls and rape their bodies of their natural born identity thus ripping out the heart of the baby boomer uh, parents because they have a son coming home he used to be called Dion, now he's called Danitra. He has a wig on. He has makeup on his face. He, your son, has a dress on with a female name and fake breasts. Penis has been cut off. I'm talking to some parents tonight. This is more about you. More for you than it is for me and my family. Uh, and the woke extended family members. Who are trying to defile my seven children that I raised by myself to serve God. I'm not, too, I'm not that worried about them. I think they're, they're going to make it. And, and recover themselves from the snare of the devil if they have to by the grace of God. Because they had a father who read the Bible to them every day of their life, even before they were born. Prayed for them by name every day of their life. Even when the devil was trying to use their mother to hinder me from praying. Hinder me from preaching. Hinder the devotion that we had every day. And refuse to tell her children I love you. Refuse to hug her own children. 
refused to feed them on time, feed them the way I told her to feed them. See? And so I had to protect the children from her and, 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 and raise them in love to the point that they called me and I don't have, I don't have a female ounce of a bone in my body. I, 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 some people say, you, you, know, you can tap into your female side. I don't have a female side. God didn't give me one and God didn't give you one. But they call me as tough as I was. They call me the father and the mother when they had pure hearts as children growing up. They made that up. I didn't tell them to make that up. I, that's not even what I would even say. But that's what they called me. You know why? Because they knew I loved them and they knew she didn't. And I was the disciplinarian. And you know where they would write me? Starting with my daughter, Danita Evangeline. Little girl. I'm talking six, seven, eight, nine years old. Papa, thank you for whipping us today. I know you did it because you love us. If you don't believe me, she edited a book with all of the letters in it. It's on bcnn1.com. Go read it for yourself. I had nothing to do with it. They had done it so much, we made a book out of it. And I didn't edit it. Danita Evangeline White edited it. Using everybody's letters that they wrote to me. So what is the problem? This is, inex this is inexplicable. If the devil is not in it. They, and, and, and guess what? They are listening to me tonight. To hear what I'm going to say. You know why? Several of them. So that they can complain. I wish he would never preach. I wish he would stop all this preaching. They told me that to my face like demons. In front of Stephen. They hate the fact that I preach the gospel. And preach the whole counsel of God. They try to mock it. So that lets me know because they're demon possessed. I'm talking about my mother-in-law. I'm talking about my aunt. I'm talking about uh, my wife's sister. I'm talking about one other family member. They, they want me to shut up. They want me to stop preaching. Where does that come from? That comes from the demons of hell. People who are saved love it. People who are born again, they love the preaching of the word of God. So I issued two updates publicly. And, and, and you know why I did it publicly too? Not only for the sake of my children. Not only for the sake of the fact that I'm a public uh, figure. I did it because these people including my wife, Marika White, for some demonic reason, they love to do things in secret. They love to do things in secret. They love to do their evil in secret, but then appear like they uh, uh, are so angelic in front of other people. And they love to lie. I, that's right, I said it to your faces. 
You're liars. You, you trained your daughter to lie. Your niece to lie. Because that's what you did. And one of her aunts she stayed with. I'm not going to say a name. My associate pastor. And he's the nicest man in the world. He called her Lady Macbeth. That's a Judas figure. What is the problem? Here's a, a black man preaching the gospel every day. You don't know anybody else who's doing that. Preaching the word of God on top of that. Preaching righteousness as the Bible uh, uh, calls it. Is it because you got a boy, uh, a boyish haircut and you're a lesbian? None of you are married, so what are you doing? What are you doing for sex? You ran off your husbands. You act like wild animals, demonic animals, embarrassing my oldest daughter, Danny. She didn't know what you people were doing when you showed up at my house. Your aunt is, a, the, the aunt, the sister of my uh, mother-in-law is demon-possessed. The only ones in the family who act like they have some sense are, are the siblings. Diane and, and my wife's two brothers. But you say you're saved. You say that you're saved. If you were saved, you would be standing with me and supporting me. Not trying to mock what the fact that I'm preaching every day. Because you uh, are being exposed for what you are. You don't want to hear the truth. And I'm not going to let you do your dirt in secret. And, uh, and then act like you're such an angel and th throwing rocks. That's what... That's what what uh, Brother Madison constantly complained about, your sister, mother-in-law, my wife's aunt. She would throw rocks and hide her hand. He was an innocent man, a, a, a godly man who did the right thing. And if anybody would uh, uh, have anything negative to say about Sammy Madison, I, I know they're lying. We look all innocent in church and, and, and say the right things and have a little demonic grin on, on a face and say the right things and do the right, right things in front of people. But behind the scenes, on the phone, gossiping, trying to tear down the church. How do I know about it? Because I was the pastor of the church. And I let Brother Madison handle all of that foolishness. Two updates. Two updates about our situation. On the persecutions and uh, two updates on the persecutions and tribulations that Daniel White III predicted would come upon him and I predicted it the same way I predicted 
the coronavirus plague and nobody can deny it and my words did not drop to the ground God did not allow my words to drop to the ground I started predicting that years before it happened over 10 years before it happened even my wife who is not my greatest fan she can remember I don't know how she can remember this about 13 years ago I think it was no uh, about nine years ago uh, and I hope that Daniel Ezekiel can find it uh, it's on a podcast about nine years ago eight or nine years ago my wife can remember it she can even describe the scene when I said it when I predicted that America is going to be involved in a war with I didn't call it a world war back then but a war with Iran Russia, China, and North Korea. That was about nine years ago. And I repeated it several times since then. And the predictions that I have made against myself, I, I, I did it the same way God put it in my spirit and I uttered it. And it has come to pass. Out of the blue. People are coming out of the woodworks I don't even know. They've never said anything to me, and I have raised the children by the grace of God in a wonderful fashion by their own admittance, by their own words. They marvel at how the children turned out. You know, how, you know why they turned out that way, and your children can turn out that way too, if you do it God's way, the Bible way. Will it always be perfect? No. But I left it all on the field and I thank God that my children have turned out well and they're doing quite well. And I thank God for the favor that God put upon me and how he touched the hearts of certain ones to help me to get them to where they are. While I prayed, while I prayed and preached the word of God full time with no help from my family, so-called family. The predictions of persecutions and tribulations upon Daniel White the third that's me I tell my mother-in-law and mother and other family members and I'm telling them tonight verbally this has already been out in uh, multiple publications around the world and uh, and I'm telling I'm telling them tonight now next time I, ha I have to dig down into this and deal with this which I don't have time for but I'm not going to let you take my children to hell with you and make them two four more of the child of hell without a fight my children are grown and they can do what they want to do but I'm I, like I said in this this treaties if you will I'm grown too and I'm gonna do what God leads me to do one thing for sure, they will know what is going on. As well as three woke, inclusive pastors. I'm addressing you two. It's going to be probably a little while before I get to you, but I'll get to you. Two woke, inclusive gospel singers. And one woke, inclusive pastor, pastor's wife, which I believe is two. It's two now. And maybe one other woman.
who's full of hell and the devil. And because their lives are messed up, their marriages are messed up, their children are messed up, they want to mess up my children. Who left my house not having anybody pregnant or, or being pregnant. And for my family, that's a big deal. If you cannot, here's what I am saying to them. If you cannot encourage my seven children that I had to con that I have with my wife to continue to follow the Lord and obey the word of God, as I have taught them and trained them, leave them alone. I'm talking to family members and church members. You would think I would be talking to the world, but I'm talking to family devils and church devils. And I mean that. Everybody in the church is not saved. Everybody in your family is not saved. <clears throat> oh, they'll, they'll, they'll talk a, a great game. They'll tell you how much they went to church. They'll tell you what their title is in church, which means nothing. But they're not born again. Because, see, you know how it is determined that you're born again? Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. How about that? Are you a lesbian? Are you a homosexual? Do you support homosexuality and your homosexual friends and you don't have a problem going to a homosexual wedding? So-called? And you want my children to be a part of your woke bull sheep? Is that what you want? That's all it is. Woke foolishness and wickedness. Leave them alone and stop trying to influence them away from the gospel and uh, the word of God that they have been raised on to follow you and your woke, inclusive, pro-homosexual, pro-feminist, worse than the feminism of the 60s pro-black lives matter foolishness black lives matter you call that foolishness too yes because it's led by homosexuals and lesbians who hate the nuclear family who hate the traditional family and they want to see that torn down as well basically wokeism is the tearing down of all good authority in the home in the church and in the government. That's why we have so many powerless pastors who have no influence whatsoever. And they have been uh, uh, gathered into the wokeism, foolishness, and demonism. It's a combination of things designed by the devil and I have to say smart people to destroy the foundations of society. And they are raping the minds of your children, raping their hearts out, raping their spirits, raping their souls, and damning them to hell right in front of your faces. 
And let me say something to all of the parents who are alarmed and and you're, you're not even saved. You're not even a Christian. You don't even go to church. You just wanted to be a good American. I'm here to tell you your, past, your local pastors and your local churches have failed you. They allowed this demonic foolishness to happen in your community. They are responsible for your schools adopting this demonism. Woke foolishness. Mind-bending garbage. The church. Your woke pastors. They all gathered in a conference and they, they sucked it up and bought in on it. Yeah, why not let the homosexuals in, in the churches, our churches? They're sinners like everybody else. What harm would it be? And now, after you have paid, after the powers that be paid them off, and they got their 30 pieces of silver, and they got their new car, and their new house, and all of that, and they didn't know all of this was going to happen. They didn't know that the drag queens would take over the libraries, the precious libraries that, that, that I don't know about you, but I used to enjoy going to. I have fond memories of going to libraries. Oh, but now if you go to a library today, you're going to see a drag queen dressed up looking like Godzilla reading to your little children. You know why they're doing that? Because they want them, they're raping the minds of your little babies. And some of you woke mothers, some of you mothers, you're woke and you don't even know it. You thought it was cute. Now, is this cute? Now you're taking your little babies and children to the homosexual bars and having your little precious child go give the demon a dollar bill or a five dollar bill. You, you're not teaching your children like that. My parents taught me to give a dollar, a will, a quarter or something in the church offering to Jesus. <clears throat> you're giving a tip to a demonic monster, a man dressed up as a woman. How are you doing, inclusive pastors? Got men dressed up as women twitching in church with their so-called partner and you don't have a deacon man enough a trustee man enough an usher man enough or a pastor man enough to get that devil out of your church that's not a matter of casting that's a matter of grabbing grabbing that devil lay hands on that devil and get him out of the church and then lock the door but you don't Oh, you don't want to do that because you've been paid 30 pieces of silver. It is the fault lies at the door of the church in your community as to why your children, number one, don't have good teachers anymore. You know why? The good teachers, those who were who are Christians, they left because they saw what the uh, Department of Education NEA, National Education Association, pardon me, they, want, they, they saw what was coming down the pike.
They are hell-bent from preschool all the way through 12th grade to teach your children about anal sex. How does semen taste? You think I'm playing with you? Go read it for yourself. It's in the newspapers. Everywhere. How does sperm taste? How does it feel to lick a vagina? How does it feel to take a penis in the butt? Oh, 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 I preach you, oh, not to say this. No, 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 no. That's what they're teaching your children. Don't get on, don't, don't bother me. Don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to warn you. That's what's happening. And, and, and here's, what, here's what you need to understand. Once all of that happens to your child, and they rape her mind, and rape his mind, and rape their hearts out, and rape their spirits, and rape their souls, and rape the, your little girl of her breasts, and rape your little boy of his penis, and they come home, the boy dressed in a wig and a dress with some fake breasts on, and uh, your daughter with a penis and no breasts, they are, they are expecting you to kill over and die. Because they have raped your heart out. While you trying to be cute. Getting mad at the preacher. They are hell bent to destroy the minds of your children. Young adults. And they're working through the church. Working through the public school system. Working on the college campuses. Working online big time. Allow me to move on. People who would like to see the traditional family destroyed. These are the Black Lives Lives Matter people who want to see the police defunded. Huh? I can't hear you. The man with a ankle monitor on his ankle who went into a tranquil hospital in the most secure part of the hospital the maternity ward and murdered two people should have even a black police chief who is a democrat and more liberal said he he, he said some he said it in a different way but he should have been in jail the people like that need to be in jail that should have that should not have happened two innocent angelic maternity workers you know the people in the maternity ward they're almost angelic dealing with the babies dealing with the little angels and they want to be there and they love it dead and gone what is that from is woke foolishness letting out murderers to go kill more people while his baby so called from what I understand was being born from what I understand he went in the hospital and beat the hell out of the the baby's mother and then shot the maternity workers dead that is demonism and wokeism working hand in hand 
Huh? How you doing now? You open-minded individuals? Huh? How you doing? Inclusive pastors, how you feeling? Because you're responsible for this foolishness. Trying to be uh, what you call so loving. Trying to be understanding. You can't be understanding of devils. This boy was demon possessed. Boy is demon possessed. He's still living. Two people are dead. Families are destroyed. Who would want to have their child born there again? In that place. It's too much. And they were. Offended. In him. That's what the Bible says. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. You know how pastors, godly pastors, get, get into trouble if they're not careful? They have a witch at home who has never on purpose said anything positive about his message. But Sylvia is standing at the door every oh pastor and taking both hands and rubbing his hands pastor I tell you that was a blessing to my soul Now he should not get into trouble but he can get into trouble real quick when you got a witch at home who has never said one positive word about your message about what you're doing for the Lord but every woman in the church dressed in a, a, a blue form-fitting uh, form dress says all kinds of wonderful things to you. Why is that? You're a prophet. And your enemies are in your house. But the people of God love you. And I had two old ladies in my church. I didn't... Uh, and, 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 and I have to admit there was one young lady who I talked to too uh, in the church uh, a long time ago he said well who was it don't worry about it but I had two uh, old ladies and since my wife never commented about the services never said it was a blessing never talked about it and I know I, I knew I I, I, I I shook the corn, and I mean, there were some Sundays I just knew it. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Pastor. But she never said anything positive. Tried to hinder it. So after I would get myself situated, I had two older ladies in the church, and we was we would get on the phone and and talk about the services and who was there, who was not there. You know how it is, pastors. And, how, and and they they talk about ooh pastor that message was something else today, oh pastor you showed out today, all you know that's that's that, that, that all pastors got people like that. Pastor, I tell you, I'm gonna tell you what sister so and so said. I'm gonna tell you what brother so and so said about that message. So and so missed it. They can get the tape, but they missed it. You know why? And you know why I was eager back in those days to talk with them because my wife when she would never say anything negative she was my chief enemy 
And so Jesus told us what the deal was. A prophet is not without honor. Oh, they honored me and and man, they would uh, make sure my food was paid for at a certain restaurant. All I had to do was pick it up. And uh, they, uh, uh, back in the day, you know, well, I think it was about once a year, they would get me a limousine and we would go to this little soul food restaurant. And, and man, you know, they, and they loved it. They loved their pastor and appreciated their pastor. And it meant a lot back in those days. Especially with my wife. She never said, never had to. In fact, every time my wife has said something positive about the message, here's what I have said. What do you think about that message there today, huh? And I'm, 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 I'm really messing with it because it doesn't matter to me what she thinks. But uh, I'm making her say something about it when she should have said on her own. The Bible says, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. You say, preacher, are you willing to lose your whole family over Christ and his word? Yes, I am. I'm prepared for it. God wired me for that. It'll be, I thank God that I'm in communication with my children. And my children are in communication with me. Somebody just sent me a text right now while I'm preaching. And they probably sent me a, a, a picture of me preaching. No doubt. They do that every day. Okay, I thank God for that. I give God the glory for that. And that's how it should be. In our family, that's how it should be. Okay, but if anybody wants to turn away, I mean, they turn away from Jesus. Who am I? In fact, we read that passage in devotions this morning. Jesus asked the question, will you too go away? Will you go away? And I preached on this morning, I, I mentioned as an illustration this morning, something that I, don't, I, I, I have not said much to people down through the years. And the reason is because I, I, you know, people take, you, take it as, you might be bragging or whatever the case might be. But that passage in Luke 18, when Jesus asked the question, will the Son of Man uh, find uh, faith on the earth when he comes back? I, I made a decision before I got married to God, to Jesus, because I preached that message, I preached that passage all over the world. That, Lord, if you come back when I'm still living, you're going to find faith on the earth. And this is real talk because many so-called Christians have fallen away flat on their faces, just like the Bible predicted. But I made that commitment. I meant it then. I mean it now. And I believe the Lord has not forgotten it. And I have not forgotten it. You know there's some things that you just can't forget in life. Now to the sweet evangelicals. 
to the sweet evangelical, Protestant, Baptist, charismatic, prosperity gospel, Christian folks in the Laodicean church of today. I am very sorry that my extended family is not trouble-free, Brady Bunch-like, and full of love and peace like yours. But on a serious note, I know for a fact that in many ways your extended family, your extended family is just as jacked up as mine. And for many of you, your immediate family is jacked up too. And most of your families are worse than mine. And you coddle them. And you compromise the word of God for them. You think you are helping them and you think you are loving them. Uh, let me tell you parents something. If you have a son who has chosen to be a homosexual, you can love him from a distance. You got a wife, I mean, rather not a wife, but a daughter who has cut her hair off and cut her breasts off and is a lesbian uh, and they want to come over to your house, you have my permission to tell them, no, you can't come here. I still love you and I'm praying for you. But I, you know, but you, and you could say I don't know you, but, you know, you don't want to do that. Say, I'm loving, I love you and I'm praying for you. You don't need to bring heartbreak up into your house. Because that's what it's going to do to most of you. And that's what they want to do. See, you might listen to me, parents. Okay. These devilish people who have set this wokeism foolishness, demonic foolishness up. <coughs> Their aim is to destroy you, not only your children. They want you out of the way. Their aim is to cut your children off from you. And they want their children, your children, to blame you for the severance of the relationship. By saying, oh, he, my father does not accept me as a gay my father does not accept me as a lesbian and they then they go out and they say that to all of the homosexuals and and halfway homosexuals and people who support the lesbians and and lgbtq plus legions of demons why because the more they do that the more money they get the more houses they get the more cars they get they use money and cars, and, and, and I, I wouldn't put it past. I said, now let me, hear me well, I, wouldn't put, I would not put it past the government providing some of the money. I know this, the evil uh, uh, Illuminati type organizations providing the money. Uh, let, let me just tell you what I think. I believe there's a demoniac man who's a homosexual who's behind, who's rich, who's behind all of this. Some believe it to be Soros. And some of these demoniac people, they just want to see how far they can go.
And what did the church do? The church could have stopped it. The church laid down and received the 30 pieces of silver and let it go. And once they found out the hurricane behind it all, they, they, they was too, too, too weak to say anything about it. That's why you don't hear anything from the pastors. Their churches are being filled with these so-called demoniac, transgendered young people. Pastors right now are trying to their best to comfort these parents because the church has been hit by a Eurocladon hurricane. Worse than Eon. Most churches have been mowed down flat. I said most. Most pastors, they've been, they're gone with the wind. They've blown out of the church uh, right at the beginning of the plague. Many have died and gone on, gone on wherever they went, to heaven or hell. You know why I say that? Because they were serving communion unworthily, and they were taking communion unworthily. And so many people in the church died because God uh, had them to be taken out because of their uh, uh, giving communion, taking communion unworthily, living in sin with a side piece on Ashley Madison and everything else. Some were taken and some were not. Glory be to God. And some of you head of households and you lie, you compromise for them. Uh, you compromise for them. You compromise for them. You compromise the word of God for them. You compromise the word of God for them. And you lie and act like everything is wonderful until we hear that you have a girlfriend on the side, a side piece. I'm talking about pastors, pastors' wives. Oh, and see, this is what pastors' wives have never heard a preacher talk about them because, you know, they hide behind the throne and they, they control the pastor because they're Jezebels and some of you can't stand my saying that about you but God knows you are your husband knows you are and just because he doesn't say anything does not mean he's not against you he just wants to be in a position to have sex with you sometime at least once a month Jezebel and you're going to the divorce court in reality you try to portray the Brady Bunch like family when in fact you are the Adams family at home what you are going to read and hear in the article in this message um, below about my extended family is really more for you
and your family because what the church has missed out on over the past 50 or 60 years is Christians benefiting from the biblical fact that all born-again Christians basically go through these same things. We're so proud and arrogant and prosperity gospelish that we don't want to say a thing. We have been duped. We have been bamboozled by the devil. And the devil isolates us, making us think we're the only ones going through these things. But I learned a long time ago in chapel service at Baptist University of America in Atlanta, Georgia. That, that is not the case. I learned that from a pastor by the name of Dr. Raymond Hancock. I need to see if he's dead. Now he, he was old then. But he, 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 he was my favorite preacher in chapel. Uh, I liked him more than Cecil Hodges. I liked him more than Curtis Hudson because he was so transparent about in, in his message he would preach the word you will get the message from the word but his personal illustrations about his own family family personal problems with his wife his son and things like that that made it real to me even as a young unmarried man I loved to hear him preach and I can see him in my mind's eye right now and that's almost 40 years ago Don't ever underestimate the preaching of the Word of God, my dear friends. It, it has a sticking power. It has a sticking power. The preaching of the Word of God has a sticking power. And so I was saying uh, for many years because of the prosperity gospel, because of the charismatic ministry, and in the sweet evangelicalism that bought into everything ought to be perfect and wonderful with your family, if you are a Christian family. And we found out through the coronavirus plague, which God led me to predict 10 years in advance, that the church was not as strong as we gave off. In fact, we felt much of the church fell down like dominoes. M most preachers fell down like dominoes. And so this little message is more for you and your family than our family. Certainly my nuclear family my immediate family because I personally prayed with my children thousands upon thousands of times, taught them how to pray, read the Bible with them thousands upon thousands of times, preached to them before they left my house thousands of times. They know the word and I, so we have a better chance of making it 
through this demonic, persistent hurricane storm of wokeism, which, and, 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 and don't think that it's going to be over with because finally it has reached down to lost people down on the public school level. And, and, and you people think that by voting uh, this, that, and that way, and this way, that is going to change things. This is a monster from hell, and it's not going anywhere. It's already destroyed millions of lives and families. And its aim is to wipe out what we know to be the truth and reality. This thing is messing with reality in your life. Because what the church has missed out on over the past 50 to 60 years is Christians benefiting from the biblical fact that all born-again Christians basically go through the same things. I am afraid that most of you parents and grandparents do not understand that the demonic spirit of wokeism is aiming to destroy your children and grandchildren and completely decimate your relationship with them. One of their principles of destroying your child is to cut them off from all biblical authority. The parents, number one, the pastor in the church, number two, and the government, number three, by out here marching and tearing up stuff, talking about police are the pigs in the blanket, uh, burn them up like whatever. And defund, I never heard of anything in my life about defunding anything. But, but th these folks have it set up where they can make things sound like it's legit. Defund the police. That's stupid to me. That, that was so stupid to me. Mayors letting these woke devils burn down a police station. If I was the mayor, that would not have happened. And, 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 and make them think they're doing something. So, and, and you must understand now, they're trying to erase God. And they will erase you. So-called, what is it? Uh, 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 counsel you. They, they want, they are, they are, uh, they're trying to counsel God by counseling the authorities that God set up. Parents. Pastors and churches, police officers, the government. And so next is God. For these are the three great institutions that God created. And they, they want your children to disrespect, disregard, hate their parents, the church. and the police officers.
got your children thinking that all police officers are officers are against black people and they're using the noble uh, race issue which is a legitimate issue and they're packing it packing that Trojan horse with homosexuality lesbianism trans so-called transgenderism and queer garbage from hell they're packing that Trojan that Trojan horse is about to break down with everything in it hatred of men as head of the household they are intentionally trying to tear down everything that God built up and in the process they're trying to give you a heart attack so you just go ahead on and die off by scaring the daylights out of you with your child being a lesbian and your, your, your daughter being a lesbian and your son being a homosexual and, and part of their plan is they want your child to come to you to give you that heart attack face to face so that they can see your reaction and tape the conversation on the phone so that they can take it back to Dr. Devil wokeism so that they can laugh their heads off at your response when they announce to you that I don't even have any more breasts which as a father that should not be any of your business really but it is and then your son says I don't have a penis anymore I have a vagina see they and they tape it you know you, you know why your daughter has that phone in her hand you know why your son has that that iPhone in his hand because they've been trained to tape everything that they say everything that uh, you say and what they say and if you're not careful they'll videotape you because they want to go back to Dr. Devil Wokeism and show them the expression on your face when they announce to uh, you as their parent that they are a homosexual or a lesbian And my name is no longer Victoria. My name with a straight face, with a demonic look on their face. My name is Victor. And then the the boy would say, "My my name is no no longer Victor. My name is Victoria." They want to hear what your response is. They want to see the look on your face and your broken heart, because they want to see your heart ripped out of your chest and then they want to hear you say well uh, you're not my child anymore that's what they want you to do so that they can take your child to hell with them they are dragging your children to hell And only the saved will survive. They don't want to do it over the phone. They want you to see them with the wig on and the makeup on. 
They, 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 they dare you to say anything about it. They want to see. They want you. They want. They want you to see how their body has. They have changed their body. In other words, they want to see your heart ripped out of your chest and your mind blown, because they got coaches that tell them to do it this way. They got coaches who have given them money. The sky's the limit. Anyway. I assure you, you will see yourself and your family in the words about me and my family, about my family and me, however you want to say it. This is also about how the devil is using my own family members and so-called fellow pastors and preachers some of them we have helped with their ministries down through the years. To persecute and try to cause problems for a preacher, an evangelist, if you will, a prophet who is probably the only preacher living today who has preached the gospel and the word of God nearly every day for over seven or nearly seven years and how that if you are doing something similar for the Lord you are going through similar persecutions and tribulations and uh, the devil will use Judas's inside your family and outside your family to try to stop you from doing God's will and only the saved will survive and here's a note and this note comes from the editor-in-chief of Black Christian News uh, and that happens to be me we are not just going to report about the evil that goes on in the so-called Christian community, the so-called church, and in the lives and families of others, and not tell about the mess going on in our own lives and family. Remember Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 7 through 10. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, 
that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Update number two, and I'm going to share a little bit here, and then I'm going to take it home, so to speak, for tonight. But if the Lord tarries his coming and we live, we'll do part two of this. And as I said, we may be here a while, for it was uh, quite a long message. Daniel White, the third, that's moi, president of Gospel Light Society International, lovingly and respectfully tells his wife's mother, her aunts, her siblings, and other family members, as well as his, his mother, his two sisters, his cousins, and all other family members, that if you cannot reinforce what I have taught my seven children from the Word of God and in prayer, who I had with my wife, based upon the Word of God all of these years, then leave my children alone. Do not teach them your woke unbiblical foolishness and stop trying to influence them to turn against the only loving parent they have ever known and that is their father who raised them by himself on his own even though his wife Marika White was in the house or in the home. As you probably know my wife came out of a terrible broken home with her father and mother divorcing which like an infection the spirit of divorce spread throughout the family because the father had already divorced from another woman before this marriage and another set of children. My wife once saw her father getting ready to cut her mother's head off with a knife. And even though my parents did not divorce, and I thank God that they didn't, but they did separate several times. It was a terrible marriage and family environment where I once saw my dad take my mother's head and bash it in the bathroom mirror and blood gushed out, which when I became a young man, I tried to bring this up against my father as an accusation and which I thought my mother would appreciate and let me use her car and give me everything else I wanted. But to my surprise, my mother, who was known to be rebellious and not submissive to her husband, my father, turned around and rebuked me harshly 
and told me in no uncertain terms, do not ever bring that up again. That's all forgiven and forgotten. I also saw my mother disrespect, disobey, and rebel against my father throughout the entire marriage and controlled and dominated my father and it was clear that she led the family and did not have a problem doing so. Once my dad came home from a trip late at night and he came into my room, woke me up and asked me was Reverend so-and-so over here while he was gone and I told him yes because even I thought even as a young person, a young child, a child, an improper, adulterous relationship was going on between them for some time. I told my wife before we got married, we were not going to do marriage her family's way or my family's way. We were going to do it according to Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 or no way at all and that if she agreed with that because we were both saved at the time supposedly I knew I was saved she told me she was saved and I was a you know young evangelist and young evangelists believe the gospel is so simple that anybody who says they're saved we 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 count it that's how I was. I found out later after we got married that my wife is not saved. We could go ahead and get married if we are going to agree to do it according to Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Or we should not get married. And then I said, if not, we do not need to get married. I also told her at that time that once we get married... And she does not follow through with what we agreed upon. Nothing is off the table. I also told her that we were going to raise our children without the influence of her family or my family. And that was done, that was done on purpose. You all have even said, and I'm talking now to uh, my wife's mother especially but my family has said the same thing you all have said you are all amazed that the children have turned out great and that they all are good children and ladies and gentlemen I am going to leave it there for tonight if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live, I'll pick it up next Sunday. And I assure you the devil is going to fight me tooth and nail this week, next Saturday, next Sunday, next Friday, through whatever, uh, uh, the, uh, through whatever person the devil wants to use. And, uh, and, 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 don't, and do not be surprised if I'm not dead by next Sunday because I have family members that angry and mad with me uh, for preaching the truth and preaching God's word and preaching the gospel 
and uh, being transparent about it. And, uh, and they don't like it. So pray for my safety and my protection in the Lord. And I mean that. And so, dear friends, tonight, if you're with us and uh, you are not saved, you're religious, you are a churchgoer, you saw yourself in some of the things I said, your heart is already broken by a child that you brought up as a boy and now he claims he's a girl. Your heart is already broken by a girl who now claims to be a boy. You're trying to figure out where you failed. You're trying to you, you figure out and you're wondering whether or not you can be saved. You can be a child of God because of this terrible thing that has happened in your family. You don't know whether you ought to embrace them or kick them out of your life because you don't know God. You're trying to figure out whether or not you're reaping what you have sown. You're in the church, you've been in the church all of your life, and you're feeling guilty that you did not pay enough attention to your children. That you neglected them. Whatever the case, you need the Lord. And I want to help you by this, by making this statement to all of you people who are going through this. In a situation like that, the only hope you have is God. And the only tool you have is faith in God and prayer. That's it. You don't need to call a doctor now. You don't need to call a pastor now. They, they, they don't, don't even bother with the pastors. Unless you know you have a godly good pastor and there's only, there's only a few left. But don't even bother with these people because they're the ones who allowed this to happen. And, and now they are hoping that the, the ballot box will save them. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. And I'm talking against the church. That's right. I'm talking against the pastors who do this foolishness. They failed to preach the gospel. They failed to cry loud and spare not. They failed to preach the word of God, the whole counsel of God. And now they got young people coming in from your family into the church. Girls with their breasts cut off. Hairs cut like a, hair cut like a boy. Boys with their penises cut off. Having all kinds of demonic operations that will destroy their lives even further. They don't even know their name. They only know who they are or what they are. And some of these woke inclusive pastors, they didn't even know that the homosexuals and the queer nation was going to do this foolishness. They never saw this coming. They wish they can go back and stop it now, but it's out of the it's, it's out of the box. 
Don't go. So, so I'm telling you, don't even bother with the pastors. They they allowed this mess to happen. I have a problem with the pastors. I have a problem because they were warned. They were warned by me. I preach. I started preaching the gospel every day. That ought to been. That ought to said something to them. They knew better, and they know better. But yet they they don't have any power now to stop it. And now your church has transvestites in it. You got two men holding hands in front of your children, and 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 everybody, including the pastor, and especially the pastor's wife, they want you to accept it. And they want your children's minds raped and destroyed in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. What has Jesus done? Well, right now, and over the past three years, you've been on a severe chastisement church. But more than that, a part of that chastisement, I believe Jesus Christ has spewed you out of his mouth. You hypocrites. You say, she's like, you angry with the pastors in the church? I am. Cause they, 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 they could have stopped this and they knew better. Well, no, they're more concerned about their housing allowance, more concerned about the big car they're going to drive, more concerned about being somebody and being on TBN and Daystar. And, 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 and God, God took him out of here, Daystar man, for his foolishness. Nothing but foolishness, people. That's all you folks been doing for 20, 30, 40 years. Don't be shocked at what's happening in this country. And you foolishly think going down following some little long-haired songwriter down to the gates of Disneyland and marching against the homosexual Mickey Mouse and homosexual Minnie. Have you lost your righteous minds, people? Lord, help me to get back to where I was going. Because I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm getting... Um, I'm, I'm going further than I wanted to go. You trying to, you hoping and praying that the ballot box will get the church out of the mess she's in. No, you got us in this mess. The ballot box is not going to help us for any long period of time. It, in fact, if that was the case, it shouldn't even be this tight. People's children are at stake in preschool. No. You need to get back into the prayer box. See. See. You don't have enough faith in God. To get back into the prayer box. You want to go to the ballot box. That's more important to you. You like this little back and forth with the devil's people. It's ridiculous. And it's disgusting. But back to the sinners. Who need to be saved. Dear friend. If you want to be saved. Jesus Christ said. The most loving. Most wonderful. Most magnificent. And most important words. In the history of the world. To mankind. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. Understand that you are a sinner. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. You have broken God's Ten Commandments, and so have I. For if we just break one, the Bible says, we break the whole thing. Because God is holy. Have you ever told a lie? You're guilty of breaking the entire Ten Commandments. <clears throat> Have you ever stolen anything? You're guilty of breaking the entire Ten Commandments. Have you ever lusted after somebody in your heart? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Tell the truth and shame the devil. You know you have. Have you ever coveted after anybody or anything in your heart? You wanted what other people have? Have you ever dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected your parents? Sure you have. Have you ever taken God's name in vain in a lie that you told? Or you swore using his name? You are a sinner. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, as nice as he may be, is a sinner. We're all sinners. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means that we die because of our wicked sins. The Bible says it is appointed on the men once to die, but after this the judgment. When you die, are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? If you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. See, God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this earth, that means to cease to exist on this earth, then he wants you to understand that he will allow you to go to hell, to spend eternity in the burning, tormenting hell if you don't believe in his son, Jesus Christ. God loves you. But if you want to be saved, you must do it his way. And there's only one way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Pray and ask him to save your soul. And by the way, hell is a real place. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than all of the prophets and more than all of the apostles. He said in one of his famous sermons on hell, found in Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life, that is eternal life, maimed, that's with a cut off hand, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. That's where you're going if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ preached on hell because he loves you, not because he hates you. But you must understand that your sin is worthy of hell. 
Your disobedience against God is worthy of going to hell forever. That's why Jesus Christ did not die for nothing. Uh, that's, I know that's bad English, but do you get the message? He did not go through a hellacious death and burial for no reason. He, he died on the cross for your sins. He paid a severe price, the most uh, severe price in the history of the world. No man died like Jesus for no reason. He, he didn't do anything wrong. He died for you and for me. So that if we believe in him, we would not have to go to this place that he preached on more than anybody else. And he preached on hell more than he preached on heaven. He said, where their worm dieth not, in the fire, the fire, the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never, that never, that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, in the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye and having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a real place. And once you go there, you will be locked in there forever. You say, well, preacher, what about purgatory? There's no such thing as purgatory. That's not in anybody's Bible. There's no such thing as uh, a limbo or a vestibule where you wait to see if somebody's going to pray you out of hell or pay you out of hell. That's not true. That, that was made up by pre popes and priests who were trying to get money off of the people. You can't pray anybody out of hell. You can't pay anybody out of hell. You can't pay your own way out of hell. Once you go to hell, you will be locked in forever. That's why I preach the gospel every day. And I preach about hell because nobody told me I was going to hell when I was growing up. All those Sundays, all of those times I could have died. I could have fallen off into hell and I would be there right now. And didn't even know how I got there. That's, fr that's frightening to me to this day. And so Jesus Christ says the most important words in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and call on his name. For the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So believe in your heart tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to save your soul before it is eternally too late. And this is to all of my family members who are listening some of you are 
in Georgia, some of you are in Florida, some of you are in Jamaica, some of you are in England, some of you are in North Carolina, some of you are in Maryland, some of you are in California, and other places. This is for you too. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. And if you have a family and your house. So let's pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me. I don't care how many times you've been to church. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. How many times you've spoken some unknown tongue or shouted and ran around the church. You may be religious, but you also may be lost and on your way to hell. There are many church members in hell, many preachers in hell. Many gospel singers in hell. And that has nothing to do with your salvation. Only simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And calling on his name and inviting him into your heart. Follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart. Repeat it after me. Re repeat it after me in sincerity. Let's pray. Holy Father God. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe the best way that I know how, how with all of my heart. In your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil ways. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, let me remind you that Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, if you did that, and you called upon his name and asked him to pray, God and Jesus do not play and they cannot lie. God's word is true. You are now saved on your way to heaven and not to hell. So may I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life. I don't know if anybody is, is doing this and Maybe once we 
get hear back from people and saying that they got saved from hearing the gospel, we ought to issue a birth certificate, a spiritual birth certificate. Daniqua, Danielle, Danzigo, check it, check it out and see if anybody does that, any churches that do that or evangelistic organizations that do that. I know that church, there are some churches who give baptism certificates. That is a thing. But as an evangelist, I don't want people to get confused. Uh, your baptism certificate does not mean you have been born again. It just means you've been baptized. And there are many people who are baptized. I was baptized for years and lost it on my way to hell in one of the biggest sinners in the public school system. And even after I graduated. So that doesn't mean anything. Anyway, uh, dear friends, uh, now is time for you to grow in the faith. And I have a little book that will help you do that. Go to GospelLightSociety.com, tap on my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And so, dear friend, read that book, and it will give you several steps that you need to take to grow in the faith and to become a strong Christian disciple. Also, we're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you have a question, email that to us. If you need prayer, somebody's sick in the family, email that to us and we will put you on our prayer list and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Most people never tell us to stop. And we have many people who, when they have a need, they're going to send that prayer request in. Many regulars. Uh, because they have found out that with us praying together, uh, God hears and answers our prayers. Uh, when we touch and agree, as they say from the word. And so, do that. And uh, also we have a bunch of other materials. In fact, if you would go to Gospel Light Society Podcasts or Daniel White the Third Podcasts, you will see and be able to hear thousands of podcasts on a variety of biblical subjects uh, that will help you grow in the faith. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be greater than a seminary education. Guaranteed. Better than a Bible college education because I have accredited degrees, uh, multiple degrees that are accredited, which I'm just passing on to you free of charge using some of the same textbooks, most of all the Bible. And so just a suite of podcasts that you can listen to when you wake up in the morning while you, you're uh, driving your car, uh, while you are getting ready to go to work, while you're getting ready to go to bed, and even when you go to bed. 
There's nothing like going to sleep on a good Christian podcast. So that's available to you. So, dear friends, I will bid you farewell tonight. Uh, pray without ceasing. Uh, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Daniqua. Thank you, Daniel Ezekiel. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danny, Daniel, and Danita, and Danae for setting up your father very beautifully and well to do what I do. And I give God the glory, praise, and honor. And I, I do know, and I'm going to tell you, some of your family members are going to be angry and mad about this. Uh, you don't need to get involved with them trying to explain what I'm doing. I, I, I can handle them. You don't need to be bothered with them. You have your life to live. As I told Anita, don't get all mixed up in that foolishness. These people are full of hell and the devil, and they're jealous and angry and mad because their lives are messed up. This includes your cousins, too. They've already uh, committed fornication and adultery and already divorced, and uh, they don't have anything they need to tell you, including your grandmothers and your aunts. They don't have anything to tell you. Uh, I told you that if you want to get in touch with them, that's fine. We'll deal with that next week. Uh, after I have raised you, but you, 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 you're getting in touch with them to try to lead them to Jesus. And uh, help them where you can, but don't get caught up in that. Lest, you, lest they take you back 50 years. Uh, back to their foolishness and lying and covering up and... Uh, trying to hide, uh, trying to uh, uh, get you to think a certain way, uh, and and, and thinking thinking that they're telling you secrets when there's not a secret at all. And so, don't get caught up with that foolishness. You have a life to live. You're living in a mansion. You're driving a new Mercedes. You have money in the bank. God has blessed you because of the favor that God has shown me throughout your life. You know we've been blessed. And you're blessed now. And uh, uh, don't let them mess it up. And don't be giving them any money. They can give you some money with no strings attached. They can give you money and give you millions of dollars if they want to. Because they, they should have done it a long time ago. But no strings attached. And if they ask you for money, don't give them a dime. Don't give them a dime. Okay? And uh, if it's not a pure godly relationship where they're giving you biblical godly advice, don't listen to it. It's going to mess up your life. It's going to trash up your life. Uh, it's going to cause you to have evil communications because evil communications corrupt good manners, the Bible says. And so I love you. And I'm the only one out of all of the family who loves you with a genuine love. And uh, I thank God for you. And uh, God has used all of us together to reach the world with the gospel and help others to reach the world with the gospel. So remember that. Remember what God has already done for you. And keep your eyes on the prize. Uh, keep your mind on Christ. And he will keep you in perfect peace. And that goes for all of the families listening. And all of the families that will listen, 
who are saved and born again in this country and around the globe and in this audience tonight. Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow night if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. As the music plays, Simplify from the Marines, always faithful, and Simple Super from my boys, the Air Force, always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. God bless you.